0: Welcome to SME Radio. In today's episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're joined by Brooke Berry. Brooke's a financial advisor with Agilis Accountants in Queensland, and she's got a whole stack of experience in helping business owners manage their money, protect their assets, and provide growth strategies in terms of investment and structuring. So we're going to ask her some of the key questions we should be thinking about from a business owner's point of view. Brooke, firstly, thanks for joining us
1: thank you for having me.
0: So you've got a fairly strong background in financial planning and applied finance and so on. How did you get to be a financial advisor? Give us a bit of background.
1: Sure. Well, I worked in funds management, so that was my career history. And I actually worked with a lot of financial planners and accounting firms. So I met uh, Jane Ishgounder here at The Gap in Brisbane. And when I became a little bit jaded, fair to say, with corporate world, I was keen to apply all of my experience and understanding in financial markets and financial planning clients. So I'm fortunate to be a firm like Jay's because he has fantastic business clients that I've been able to work with him um, in in uh, sort of helping them make the most of their out of their situation.
0: So maybe tell us a little bit about the sort of work that you typically do with business owners. What are the things that you look at and what sort of advice are you focusing on for those people?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, look again, to give credit to Jay, he he's as an accountant, business advisor, he's very proactive in looking at a client's entire situation. So it's not just about their business, it's about understanding, you know, what what else they need uh, in in order for them to make the most out of what they've built. Uh, I mean, I know for me, I love working with business owners because, uh, you know, they, they take chances. It's very different to corporate world where it's very safe just to, to work in a big business and, and have a salary. But, you know, when you're working with entrepreneurs and business owners, there's a lot of, um, you know, you need to be dynamic. So Jay will often get me involved very early meeting these clients and understanding their businesses and what challenges they have. And we're always focused on how we can make the most of their situation long term, not just looking at what's going on over a, a short period of time.
0: So critical to all that, it sounds like, is the coordination of the advice between the accountant, in this case, Jay, that you work with, and yeah. your own advice in terms of the financial planning. How important is that coordination yeah. well, aspect?
1: look, Craig, it is so important because... So many instances where I look at clients who are just towards the end of, you know, they're selling their business, uh, or you know, they're looking at, you know, the end of the end of their business life and wanting to retire. And I often look at these situations and think, wow, if we'd only gotten gotten to them earlier. Um, so I think being involved as early as possible, working working with the accountant, working with these businesses, building up that relationship, because. The other element to this, Craig, is uh, you, you. clients need to have a high level of trust as a financial planner. They need to know that you're there to, to help them and, and certainly add value to their situation. And that's the relationship they've always had with their accountant and business advisor. So I'm kind of coming in and complimenting that.
0: Yeah, OK. So you mentioned retirement there and, you know, the fear of them getting out of their business and moving to a completely different world, which is retirement. How much of that is a barrier? How often do they worry about that?
1: Well, look, from what I've seen with a a lot of the the business clients we work with here is a huge part of, you know, and and they've obviously built up very successful businesses and a big part of their identity is tied up in in those ventures and, you know, obviously having staff and, um, you know, caring a great deal about the, the, the operation. So I've found that, you know, that that, there's almost like a grief period in in that transition and just also helping them um, feel confident that what's been set up as far as their structures and and their entities is going to help uh, sustain them in retirement. And everyone's idea of retirement is different. Um, Certainly, a lot of people are very active. It's not like they just, uh, you know, stop stop doing everything. Um, But, you know, I think we focus a lot on the numbers, but there's a lot of sort of emotional, psychological things that you need to navigate as well.
0: So tell us a little bit more, you mentioned there a couple of times around structure and ownership of different assets. Tell us about that as compared to, you know, what most people talk about is investment advice. You're talking about a structural piece of advice. What does that look like typically?
1: Well, look, I mean, dealing with with the sort of clients here as we do, they've often got very complex entities and structures, trusts, companies, uh, and the self-managed super fund is often sat, sat beside that, but it's, it's not really been front and centre from what, from what I've experienced. Um, so, obviously, there's asset protection that needs to be looked at and we we i guess my role is coming in and making sure that we're optimizing the superannuation vehicle for for long-term savings it is the most effective tax structure from a from a long-term savings point of view and also just having that conversation around uh you know diversification not not relying on one specific asset which often can be you know property or commercial property uh, and 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 really helping Educate the trustees to understand what what they need to think about for long term, uh, you know, long term capital growth, preservation, and income production. So that conversation, uh, you know, is definitely worth having very early on because I think being busy running a business and dealing with everything that entails retirement or superannuation can be a bit of a put on the back burner but the sooner you become more engaged with that the the better your end result will be
0: yeah good advice absolutely i see people all the time just simply leaving it too late and you can still do something but you can do far more if you start early
1: absolutely that's that's exactly my point
0: so tell us a little bit about some. Uh, I know you've worked with several clients in this space that are sort of preparing for or heading to retirement, sold their business, etc. Tell us a little bit about the type of work that you do there and where you see people uh, making mistakes and/or getting it right.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, look, again, uh, working working alongside Jay as closely as we do, uh, we, we're very much aware of all the of all of the. Uh, uh, effective strategies that can be implemented to 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 I guess minimize tax and and extract the most value out of out of uh, these these business operations. So we we work very early to identify all of those. What the overarching strategy is going to be, and then um, really I get a lot more involved with just working with the client to understand what. You know what their sort of post business what their retirement life looks like um and then just i guess a, a good example is a, as a husband and wife uh who built a very successful business uh multiple employees they sold it for uh, a considerable sum and they then were left with you know not knowing what to do but we we obviously made the most of what they could do within super. And then we just we've got some tools and software that we like to use where I guess much like a, a business owner who's very used to having oversight on what, what's going on with their business or the optics on that. We just apply similar principles to their personal balance sheet and and assets and, and cash flows. And that's something that I'm involved in, involved in more regularly just to give them insight and transparency on you know everything they have where they're at um, and that just gives them the confidence to know they're in a really good position to just go on and enjoy I guess what they've what they've built and and now you know wanting to to sort of live live the life they want to live in retirement.
0: Yes yeah, so I think you know you mentioned a couple of key things there one of them is cash flow what are you finding works to help retirees? You know, I see business owners now that use their business cash as a bit of a fund. They take money out when they need it. They put it back in when the business needs it. You can't do that, etc. How do you find what works well for, for business owners to help manage their cash flow as they head into retirement? Look,
1: I, I think it's fair to say, uh, you know, a lot of successful business owners' cash flow, um, you know, they – yeah, they, they're just used to living, uh, you know, living living their life and, and everything kind of works out in the wash. But when, when you hit retirement and, you, and you've got a finite lump sum of, of capital and, and assets, it's really about understanding, well, how much do you need to live on? Like what, and certainly a lot of the clients I work with haven't really done a, a sort of budget analysis. And by budget, I don't mean, you know, living by a very tight, uh, you know, um, tight budget financial uh limit but it's just about understanding well what do you spend your money on uh you know what do you plan to do and then sort of working back from there now um, obviously i have tools that i use to uh you know to be able to model and project how that's going to look over a period of time depending on what the what the capital base is but you know as i've told many clients um very early on that you know there will be periods of time where we'll need to adjust your cash flow Um, or you'll need to make a decision on, you know, whether you want to maintain this standard of living, because as we know, and certainly as we're experiencing recently, we can't control what what markets do. Um, And, you know, that goes for for property as well. I think there's a bit of a perception that property is as safe as, as houses, and, you know, you're always going to have tenants but again, with many self-managed super funds I've been working with recently, they've got commercial property and they've had to take take a hit on on, on rental income. So I, I always position with clients that you know we we work we work out a best case scenario for cash flow and then we obviously plan for the worst as well. So we just keep monitoring that.
0: And obviously, right now in the middle of you know COVID et cetera, commercial property is not a great place to be. I wouldn't think.
1: Well look no and i think up until this point and certainly myself my background is in asset uh, funds management uh you know financial securities and i, I could certainly i can i can absolutely recognize the the value of a commercial property but it's i think you know we've just gone through such a long period of prosperity here in australia where uh you know the economies perform so well businesses have been strong that um there hasn't been a thought that well hang on a minute what if businesses no longer um you know no longer uh, can no longer pay the rent um or certainly need need support to get through a period of, of um you know similar to what we're going through now so that's that has certainly helped me uh highlight the importance of diversification just you know we understand some of these um factors can be short term So let's just make sure that your overall self-managed super fund is diversified so that uh, you're not relying on one particular asset or one particular market to deliver what you need.
0: Yeah, good advice. So in terms of, you mentioned self-managed super then, um, tell us a little bit about how you're seeing business owners use that effectively, what works well?
1: Well, look, I think the most common strategy, Craig, is the, you know, own commercial premises within a self-managed super fund where there's obviously, um, you know, the, the business is the tenant um, and the self-managed super fund owns, owns, owns the property. Um, so that's a very common strategy and that's certainly what I've, I've seen in my time here uh i think the the regulator or the ato who regulates uh the self managed super fund space they've been doing a lot more work in recent times in in making trustees aware of you know their obligation as a trustee of their super to to make sure that the asset choices they make for their super is about uh you know uh, providing for their retirement income and not just about you know what the sort of advantage sort of ad- advantages are when it comes to um, the tax effectiveness of holding that sort of asset in a super fund. So um, what I'm what I'm certainly doing with a lot of self-managed super fund trustees is just uh, making them aware of what their obligations are from a trustee point of view and then obviously having that conversation about other asset classes, other things that they can use to complement their portfolio. Um, you know, I often see a where there's a commercial property there might be then a bank account with just a whole lot of cash in it and you know there's certainly opportunities to be dollar cost averaging that into other markets
0: yeah okay so that's that's sort of an interesting approach i guess the key thing i'm hearing there is you're talking about a long term strategy not short term tax deductions or you know we're talking about a long term investment
1: strategy yeah look absolutely and and, it, and it's about and i know jd does this really well working with, with his clients, it's about getting them to think about the future, like what the end game is, because it's so easy for all of us to get caught up in what we're doing right now. And, and obviously, as, as business owners, there's a lot of challenges um, to face around that. But, you know, think about, well, what, what what's the end game? Where do you want to be? And certainly superannuation just provides, you know, the such a such a huge opportunity that I don't think has been fully appreciated by uh, by a lot of trustees of their own super.
0: Okay, so before we wrap up, um, I'm going to ask you in a minute for some contact details, how do people get in touch with you? But firstly, number one tip for business owners to take advantage of some of the strategies you're talking about. What's the number one thing they should do? Well,
1: I would, I would. Recommend that they identify and define what their end goal is. So that is, you know, how they want to live after after the end of their business, um, and obviously that ties into, you know, the whole succession um, succession planning that that Jay that Jay's involved with, um, and then just to make sure that you've got the right people around you to help you get there. Um, certainly, being a financial planner, they they there can be an element, I guess, of um, hesitation around what what role a financial planner can deliver. But working alongside their accountant, uh, you know, you can you know, we're looking at everything holistically. So, absolutely, don't think of superannuation as an afterthought. The sooner you get uh, focused on that, the better. Uh, and just have the right people around you.
0: Fantastic. That's a great set of uh, set of tips. So, Brooke, how do people contact you if they need help in this area? How do we get in touch with you?
1: Sure. Well, we're based uh, in North Brisbane, but we're certainly, uh, we've got clients all over the country. Uh, our website is agilisca.com.au. So clients can, can contact us there or I'm on LinkedIn. So, yeah, happy to, happy to have a chat.
0: Fantastic. Brooke, that's been really helpful. Lots of interesting information. Thanks for joining us. Thank you
1: for having me. Thanks, Craig. Thank you for listening to SME Radio, proudly produced by Eagle small business podcasting platform. For more great episodes like this, go to smea.org.au. Remember, if you have a story to tell, we want to share it.